You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Many of us were raised with the belief that once you get a job, you stay there. Doesn't matter if you're personally fulfilled because you have a good job that pays the bills. But you may have other career aspirations. And then life happens. Maybe you get married, have kids, and your career plans are stalled or even stopped after a while. Now here you are facing a lot of transitions, including a divorce, and you have an opportunity to get back on track and pursue the career you always wanted. But where do you start? Our guest today, Kenyatta Young, is here to help us out. Kenyatta is a career coach, speaker, and accomplished global human resources executive with over 17 years of experience working for Fortune 100 companies such as PepsiCo, Nestle, JPMorgan Chase, Bank of America, and most recently, Meta, formerly known as Facebook. It was only after reaching her own career goals that she realized there had to be more to life. Now she lives to thrive. She does so by being the founder of Pencil Skirt Project, a company designed to help professionals empower themselves by giving them step-by-step advice on how to become confident, negotiate the life they want, and live out their purpose each and every day. She is also the author of a new book, Light It Up, Sis, Seven Secrets for Dominating the Workplace While Living Out Your Purpose. I'm so excited to welcome Kenyatta today. Um, This is going to be a fantastic conversation. So welcome, Kenyatta. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I am just super excited. That intro, I was like, who is she talking about? Is that me? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It happens, right? There are times when, you know, someone's reading our bio or going and you're thinking, wow, really? Huh, I sound good. You know what's good about that? We want everybody to have that feeling and that sense, right? Yes. You're dominating life and all those kinds of things. And, you know, today I really want to have this conversation for women who have found themselves in that space of change. We know change can be good, but it also can be scary. Um, And certainly, you know, for women who are going through a divorce, there are a lot of changes going on and many that they can control and and some that they can't. So, you know, I really want to have them walk away with a sense of what can I do now as I navigate this next step? So with Mm -hmm. that kind of tone and and in space, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on facing a transition, thinking about next steps, What are Mm -hmm. things that, you know, you can kind of organize yourself and your plans as you look forward in career transitions? First of all, that there is a lot to impact there, right? And the first thing I would say, if you don't have a coach, you should get one, right? Because this conversation is going to be very high level, but sometimes you have to have a customized view of where you are in your journey. Everyone's journey is different, right? So I always tell individuals when it comes to any transition you may have um, in your life, especially experiencing something as a divorce, um, I would say personally, you have to center on your why okay, and your what, right? Um, I start with the what first. What do you want? That's a good question. Sometimes we don't ask ourselves the question of, 
okay, I know I'm in this change. I know I'm in this transition. I just need to act. And then you find yourself in a place mentally, you cannot um, make any leaps. You can't really be as productive. You can't really apply for that job. You're not showing up to the interview and your full self because you haven't asked yourself the question, what do I want? Right. Is it do I really need a new job right now? Do I want to take on the stretch opportunity? Do I want to stay where I'm at? Like all of those questions you have to individually answer for yourself first. Okay. Because if you do not do that, you will find yourself in this spiral of dissatisfaction, a spiral of I need to do something different. I need to do something next. Okay. So sometimes we need to first take a step back and ask ourselves that, that one question. And I indicated the why. Like, why? Like, what is my overall purpose? Okay. Sometimes yeah. we get so caught up in the action that we don't align it to what makes me happy. Like, why do I want to make a change? Right. Why right. do I want to take on this new job? Why do I want to consider not even working? Sometimes people are like, I do not, I need to full stop everything, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So you need to figure out your why and yeah. your what okay. first. Because if you don't do that, I always tell people, at least I've heard, if you aim towards mediocrity, you will hit it, right? So you have to know like what you're aiming for because you just may hit it. If you're aiming for doing nothing, you just, it's not gonna happen, right? So you actually have to do some self-assessment first before you can decide what actions you need to take. And that's that. why it's always important I tell people, do you have a career coach? Because sometimes you're, it's all in your brain and okay. you just need to dissect it and get it out. You and need sometimes somebody. it's hard to do that. You do, it, you do need somebody. It's not your therapist. Look, yeah. <laughs> we all need that, yeah. right? And, and also you need a career coach. So you can be able to understand how you take your thoughts, your what and your why, and to create a real action plan that's actually smart enough. When I say smart, it's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, and it's realistic, and it's time-bound. So you can actually find yourself doing the things that really will yield the results you're looking for. So start by asking the questions, mm -hmm. because that's going to center and give you focus. Yes. And then as a part of an action plan, mm -hmm. right, aligning yourself with someone who can support that. And, and, and that person really being um, a career coach, because mm -hmm. uh, certainly look, we all know that we can try to do a thousand things ourselves wow. yes. and, <laughs> and, and you can only get so far by yourself. I, I really, as I get older, really have leaned into, it takes a village. And if you don't believe me, look at every celebrity that mm -hmm. you think is living their best life. And trust and believe they have a whole village I got that's helping them, right? They do, <laughs> right? And and including, including in many ways, a career coach or somebody that is saying to them, you know, here's our plan. This is what we're shooting for. Here are the goals that you, you know, kind of set out. How do we work through that? And so for the rest of us, I will say, yeah. right, working and aligning your what and why and having somebody navigate an action plan Mm -hmm. really makes a lot of sense, especially when you were already overwhelmed with in the divorce process, you've got 900 things coming at you. There's mm -hmm. so much change happening, really being able to drill down and focus in on, okay, here's my what, here's my why. And let me then align myself with someone who can help 
flesh that out. That's fantastic. But if you are at this stage of trying to figure out the what and the why, right? Mm-hmm. Because I that sounds like that could take some real personal mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really digging in. Are there things as women specifically, right, that we tend to do to ourselves um, that often impact our ability to truly get to a what and a why? Meaning we are in many ways, um, very hard on ourselves. There's a mm-hmm. lot of self-denial. There's a lot of, um, you know, lack of self-worth, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about how we can kind of put some of those things aside as we're really trying to drill down on the, here's my what, here's my why, and I'm good enough to make this happen. Okay. So I talk like, this is what my book is for. It, okay. It's meant to really talk about the topics that many times we just don't have space. We never had a class on it. And sometimes it just doesn't come up at the dinner table. Yep. And that is centered around self-confidence. You said self-worth and all of those things. And one of the elements that I speak about in my book is what's at the core of us not necessarily speaking of positive things, giving ourselves a dose of confidence is fear. Yep. And fear is wrapped in things that people can't see, right? And we don't necessarily become vocal about. And that shows up in how we see ourselves, what we say, how we present ourselves, and necessarily how we show up to work, if we negotiate for more money. It really impacts a lot of things. And I always say your confidence will seal more deals than your skills and accolades will ever be able to, right? But as far as number one, there's a few things I'll say. Number one, it starts with your mindset, right? And so if you necessarily think a thing, you believe a thing, therefore it becomes part of your words, it becomes part of your actions. Okay. So the part that you mentioned is, you know, when you, I call it thinking, thinking, that's my phrase. Okay. How do I get control of my thinking, thinking? And for those who may not like that word, it's your inner critic, right? Like, what is your inner critic thoughts? And it starts like, it's a daily thing. It will never disappear. Many people think like, oh, I got the cure and they got a little magic wand and it just goes away. No, there takes work. It's effort, right? And so when it gets to your mindset, it's about how you think about yourself, And sometimes your thoughts about yourself may not be positive all the time. You wake up, you're tired. Like, I don't want to get up. Oh, do I have to go to this one more meeting? All the kids, it's starting to get on my nerves. I'm getting overwhelmed, right? So those are things that you're thinking and it becomes part of your behavior, right? Yes. So what if the question is, okay, Kenyatta, I have those thoughts. What am I supposed to do? Yep. I am a true believer of self-affirmations. Okay. Stop. Sometimes you may not embody the words that you want to say to yourself, but you have to practice it. It's the small, simple things. As people may have said in psychology, it takes 21 days to really form a habit. It's no different than self-confidence. You have to learn it. You have to teach yourself to embody those things. So if you were, if you are that person who is taught, it's just so hard for you to change your mindset, you need to write an affirmation. Okay. I teach this to my daughter. You can be taught. Anybody can be taught. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Write the things down that you're not exhibiting today. So I am confident means I'm not as confident as I think I am, but I'm going to say that I am. I'm going to say that I am. I am not 
like you may be overwhelmed, but I'm energetic. Yeah. Tired, but I'm energetic. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you need to make those phrases, say it very simply, write it down, post it somewhere. Okay. It needs to be, you need to see it as much as you need to say it. Right. Yeah. It's a daily dose reminder. Cause you're, I would just go back to his old ways because it's comfortable. Well, right? and so you I, have to exercise yeah. that muscle, right? You, you have, have to, to exercise the muscle. You do. You do. It, it, so it is would, a big part of this ongoing process. So I yes. hear you. It's yes. you got all these thoughts, right? Yes. And they're rattling around in your brain. Yes. But you've got to control those thoughts and by yes. doing so, writing down, affirming, but this isn't a, let me do it today and I'm good. No, no. this is no. a daily routine. Yes. Got to exercise this muscle. Yes. Okay. And the, say, the one thing I would say is, it's not just the words, it's the belief. If you okay. do not believe that you can become those words, then it's, it's you're going to be defeated. Yep. So you have to be willing. It, it's part of the routine of developing a new mind, shifting your mind. Yes. So the second thing is around fear. Okay. Sometimes we allow fear to be the elephant in the room. It's the biggest thing. It's too hard to conquer. And we all heard this phase. Take, you can't like eat the elephant in one bite. You got to do one bite at a time. One right? bite at a time. One bite at a time. Like, <laughs> eat the elephant, but we're not, you know, you get the point, right? Yes. And so it's the same thing with fear. We have to put fear where it needs to be. It's so small. It's like a little ant. Yes. But sometimes you have to write it down. So in my book, I give those three steps in how to overcome your fear. And I'm just going to go through them real quick. Is Mm -hmm. you need to identify your top three fears. Like, am I fearful about finding a new job? Am I fearful of going on an interview because I've just been a stay-at-home mom for all these years? Okay. Am I fearful that the role that I'm in, it just gives me all the flexibility I need. I'm just afraid to make a leap. You right? Yes. So you put that in some sequential order. Which one is the most fearful for you? Right? Okay. Yep. Once you identify that, you need to write it down because you are over the fear. You put it in the smallest words because it's no longer big, right? Yep. Now you see it. This is where it gets really tricky. You okay. have to list out your benefits. What would I actually benefit if I conquer this fear? Oh, see, so we wait, 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 let's marinate there. You got to write the fear. <laughs> yes. But that's not where you stop. No. Right. So run no. it back. You write the fear. You identify the fear. Identify the all, fear. Sometimes it's hard for us to, for us to do that. Identify okay. it. You write it. Identify. We got to write it. Okay. The third part is you have to list your benefits of you list. overcoming that fear. Okay. Okay. So if I apply to this job that's going to be paying for me more, what benefits would I get? Yes. I may go on some good vacations, go yes. to the spa. Yes. I may be stretched. It's going to elevate my, my career. I'm going to be able to pay for baby Harvard. You know, yes. the daycares are so expensive, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you start to see it. Yes. And then you have to look at it like, okay, the fourth thing, what are my drawbacks? Okay. If I don't conquer this fear, those are the benefits and my drawbacks, you automatically think I'm not going to get these benefits. So is it really worth letting this fear take me away from these benefits? Yes. Yes. You realize like, oh no, Mm -mm. 
my yes. mind won't let me not see those benefits no more, right? It starts here. That's right. In your brain. That's right. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I got to scratch this fear off my yes. list. Because yes. I want these benefits than anything more than this fear can never give me. Okay. Okay. So that's all stemming from confidence. You have to understand that that's the building of confidence yes. is you can enter understanding the mindset you come up with how you can overcome your fears. Then once you become competent in that, your confidence starts to build. So sorry to, to interrupt you. Go no, ahead, go for it. no, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, as you were talking, right, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking this must have been lesson 101 for every white man in America when they <laughs> were know, like four right? years old, right? But, but black women, we didn't get, we we didn't no. get that message, right? And and so that for us- And still right? living, let's be, let's be honest. Let's We're be honest, not. right? We still are grappling with, and thank you for saying, wait, no, no, don't just write it. You got to identify the fear first, right? We got to go through these steps, but I kid you not, every white man in America- got this unlocked from baby Harvard from oh, baby school, right? <laughs> they came in the door being like, door. I am everything and more. And why wouldn't you hire me? Why wouldn't I have this, that, and the other? And yet here we are. And so thank you for saying, no, no, here's how this needs to happen. Right? So you identify it, you write it, but because there is power in getting it down on paper. And I think that's yes. across the board. Mm. Women who I have represented in divorce, I say the same thing. What are you worried about mm. in this process? What are you worried about? Let's write it down. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my finances. Okay, write it down. And mm. then we can have an action plan or we can address these things. So mm. in that same way, you're saying, identify this fear as it relates to your career, what is your path? What is your plan? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's write it down mm -hmm. and then let's identify those benefits because mm -hmm. I think we miss that mm -hmm. so many times. Mm -hmm. We jump right to the, what are the drawbacks, right? I'm not going to get the job or I'm going to have to move or it's going to be disruptive. And so now we're back in this cycle of fear. We don't move forward. Got it. See, yes. it, I, we have a plan. <laughs> we have a plan and we have a path. And, and these are, I will say simple, not easy, simple, meaning that it, it these are things that you can do Mm -hmm. though the work in and of itself will take work to get you again, exercising this muscle to build this confidence as mm -hmm. you start figuring out what is my career path? What is my plan? And I do want to take a moment though, and, and really kind of talk about women who have been out of the workforce for some time because they've taken time to uh, you know, stay at home with the children, or maybe they were a corporate spouse, and so their own career kind of was stalled or stunted to support their spouse. There's a hurdle there that is different, say, for them than someone who might be transitioning to 
I want to apply for this promotion Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, I've always been in marketing. Maybe I want to pivot and, you know, do HR Mm -hmm. because you're already kind of in the space of I've got a job or I've got something going. So Mm -hmm. when you think about someone who is really getting back out there, hasn't been out there in a while, talk to us about getting around those fears. Does this still work in that same way? Mm-hmm. So first, what I would say, the choice is yours. Okay. When you are doing anything, when it comes to being on the market and you are off the market for so long, for whatever the reason may have be, have been, it's important for you to have your choice. Okay. It, it's your choice to go back into the market. So when you go back into the market, realize there's action that you need to actually do. So there is a difference, right? So no one is, for any person, you're not just going to get the job without applying, without interviewing, without doing the work. So it's a choice. And once you make that choice, then you have to put in the work. Okay. One thing that I would say, especially this is not uncommon. Many people take off for many reasons, taking care of their kids. You have a spouse who's been more of a priority than for you, like yes. you had just mentioned. So this is not uncommon. I'm in HR, I've seen it, right? Right. But don't allow this to make you feel that you are the only one. You're not the only one. You yep. will probably never be the only one. That's so that's right. number one. Number two is that there are so many programs, so many not-for-profits, for-profits that cater to individuals' moms who are actually um, coming back into the workforce and transitioning. So I always tell people, do your research. Okay. You have to put in the time, right? I can even remember one organization called the Moms Project. Yep. They literally partner with other organizations that they want to be able to help individuals transition because they realize moms are the bomb. Like we're the bomb. We can multitask. We can manage so many things. Those skills are very transferable. So again, it's a matter of your choice. To yes. overcome that fear and get out of your own way. Yes. And then once you're able to do that, you have to seek those opportunities where it aligns with your why, right? So you can ensure that whatever you're doing, it gives you purpose and passion, but it also connects to what you know you're good at. Yes. We can all say outside of raising the kids, there are so many things that comes out of that project management. Yes. So how are you representing yourself on your resume? Right. Project management. Are you volunteering? Yes. Right. Yes. Are there other opportunities that you may necessarily not think that you were working, but you were volunteering at the school that is working. You may not have gotten paid for yes. it, but that is experience that you want to highlight on your resume. And when you're talking, it doesn't have to be saying, hey, I took my kid to their, you know, their um, sports events and right. I manage everything else. No. You literally had a team that you had to manage. Yes. You went to, you had to talk and influence and negotiate for event yes. space. Like all of those things yes. are essential that you could transfer over into like jobs that may not necessarily be what you had in the title and your experience. Right. Yes. And so that's why I always tell people like you have to have that career coach that can bring some of those things out that you may undervalue that is valuable in a workplace right yes. now yes. right yes. so that's what i would say to any individual out there that you're not alone you will never be alone there are so many projects so many um not-for-profits for projects that cater to the individuals similar to you find them network with them yes. and then make sure your resume is not 
a blank canvas and including the things that you've done so well and putting the words in that shows that you got transferable skills that is very marketable and people will pay high dollars for it. Okay. So let me just put a shout out to all my Jack and Jill moms, all my Delta Soros, anybody else who's in Greek life. Let's be very clear. If you are active in any of these organizations, you have put in some work. So use that on your resume, your skill building, because we all know the work that it takes in any of these social organizations Slap that on that resume because you are putting in the work, moms. Let's be clear. That's first, full stop. Two, again, I go to, you know, modeling after uh, what I'm going to call the white man Bible 101. I just the other day saw Mm -hmm. a colleague's husband who it's just re-entered the workforce himself. He -hmm. had been a stay-at-home dad for probably the better part of eight years. And I was on his LinkedIn profile and the profile explaining, you know, his staying at home and being work from home read better than half of these people who are running Fortune 500 companies. I mean, he had it locked down where I'm like, oh, wait. So don't undermine the work that you're doing, the value you're doing. I appreciate you for saying that, but one of the buzz phrases that I've heard you um, say, and I really want to reiterate is transferable skills. Mm-hmm. We are certainly, I think in a new, there's a new kind of push and understanding and recognition that companies, organizations are looking for people who have these transferable skills, soft skills, Mm -hmm. because we know you can learn how to do whatever the company needs you to do, but it's hard to teach people how to be a good person. It's hard to teach people how to have, you know, ethics and morals, right? And Mm -hmm. to be able to speak to people. And so there's real value in those skills that frankly, not everybody has. And so, you know, highlighting those things, especially if you're concerned that your own kind of work history Mm -hmm. hasn't been, as you may think, as consistent as, say, some of your competitors. So, you know, certainly thank you for for sharing. Mm -hmm. These are things that are really important. Let's talk about your book, though, because you've given us some some gems and (laughs) and, you know, I'm really excited, though, to to understand where. Um, the inspiration for Light It Up Sis came from um, and, um, you know, how listeners can get access to your book and and really get uh, the value from, from this wonderful, amazing um, piece of work that you have put out. So tell us all about Light It Up Sis, Seven Secrets yes. of Dominating the Workplace While Living Out Your Purpose. Yes, 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 yes. So Oh, that was a labor of love. I wrote the book in the midst of the pandemic. Okay. So let's start there. But most importantly, the word light is so essential to me. Not because I'm a God girl. It's me because I'm a God girl. Yes. But it's <laughs> the words that really comes from, or the letters that comes that, the, the letter that comes with the meaning of light. 
Okay. It's more important. So before I go into the actual, what's in the book, let's talk about the light. Like what is, what even, what is that? Is? What is that? Because it sounds good. It feels good, but you may not understand what it actually means. So okay. the L in light means to lead your life with a sense of purpose. Okay. You have to have a purpose mindset when you're doing anything, especially when you are pursuing a career if you're an executive all the way down to entry level, you need to know why. And if you don't have a clear understanding of the why, you will always find yourself looking for something different, internal okay. satisfaction from a job that's really not meant to give you that. You have to give yourself that. So that's what the L means. The I is to identify your distractions. Okay. You heard a little bit of it when I was speaking about fear. But it's that sometimes people think about external distractions. Oh, my phone, the kids, or my iWatch, you know, all of those things. Netflix, Netflix tries to get me when those series, like I got to finish it, right? <laughs> That's a distraction. But I'm talking about specifically the things you don't see okay. and the things that people don't always know that exist. We talked about fear. Yes. You don't see it, but I know it's there. Yes. But I need to identify those things so I can conquer it. The T is to transform your life with smart goals. I do not just, I don't give no fluff. I'm not no gimmick career coach. I, you can't work with me if you're not willing to come up with a plan. Yes, okay. you got some good ideas, but sis, what's your plan? What's the plan? <laughs> let, let me see <laughs> if it's smart, you know? Yes. So I talk about smart, not to say, you know, I'm talking about your intellect. I'm talking about the frame of smart. So is your goal specific? Is it measurable? Is it really attainable? Are you just throwing anything out there and it's not even relevant to what you're trying to do and it's not realistic? And the T is a time bound. Like you need to be smart of all the things you're doing so you can actually see some results, yes. right? Yes. And the E for light is to embrace and love yourself. Okay. Sometimes it's so easy for us as women to say, no, I'm good. I'm not I'm fine. I love myself. But like, really do you? Can you hug yourself so tightly without a feel, feeling awkward? Yeah, Like, it's just too, like, oh, this too mushy, and I don't yes. like that. Like, yes. you have to embody your own self. And yeah. sometimes we just haven't been taught that. Okay. And around the affirmations, around the confidence, around the self-worth. So that's what the lights mean. And that's what I shine throughout the book. Okay. So I really bring in chapters that is not a course in your college or your high school or anywhere I've seen. Okay. It's not a course or training that you can get a certificate from in your employers because they don't offer it. This. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. <laughs> and I'm providing those topics that will help you become successful for whatever you may be doing. You could be an entrepreneur, stay at home mom. You can be but an executive in the workplace. So I'm talking about how to build your confidence. I'm talking about how to give yourself self-grace that no one wants to talk about. That perfection tries to get you down. Yes. I'm talking about like, actually, Kenyatta, how do I conquer my fear? So I give you the steps. I gave you a little bit of it, but giving you examples and how to do that. Okay. I'm also going through how you get to the point of knowing how to get your entire purpose. Like sometimes people think it's so big and it's like, you got to be a pastor. That seems like they got purpose. But no, we all have purpose. But how do I find mine? How do I find my passion? So those are the type of things I walk through and give you the guide. I'm giving you questions. I do not want anyone to just read 
But I want you to do some self-assessment. You have to do the self-work. Yes. And I give you those questions that no one is going to ask you, but only you know the answers to. Okay. So it almost feels like a journey yes. along the book. And you can start wherever you want because everyone has their own wants and desires and what they're working on. Okay. And the one thing that I, I mentioned and I didn't talk about it up front is the title of my book, the title of my um, business name. So it's called Pencil Skirt Project. People think, oh, that's cute. Person got a skirt. That pencil skirt looks good. But the project, you know, they like, oh, I don't know what that means. But what does that really mean? So when you think about the pencil, and this is kind of summing up what my entire book really means, is many people just love to write things down. Okay. But one fundamental symbol of a pencil that's not obvious is the eraser. Oh, okay. As we as women, we tend to wear the pencil skirt really nice, we're real polished, but we do not give ourselves the grace to erase certain things and start all over. Okay. Right. And so the individuals who are listening to this, especially when you are in this transition, you know, getting a divorce. Right. You have all these perceptions of what people may think and what you may think about yourself. But no one ever said that you couldn't use that pencil the opposite side. Erase it. It's okay, And start all over. You know, when back in the day you you do your test, you're trying to get the erase a little piece off, dust it off and rewrite and rewrite. And rewrite. And then if you find yourself still not liking it, erase it. Yes. Rewrite. We get a day every day, guys. It gives us a whole new. So don't be afraid to rewrite and give yourself that grace because it's the past only you can give yourself. So that is what my book is about. That's kind of like the the element of my business model. Yes. um, hopefully that answers your question. Oh, listen, I'm, I am at, first of all, in my head, I'm like this pink eraser. I'm like, wait a minute. We get, you know, to a race. Right. And, and yes, you know, with each new day, you know, we have the opportunity to write our own story, forge our own path, but there is nothing preventing us or keeping us from erasing and keeping it moving. And, and so drawing that out um, as a part of this conversation, specifically for women who may be finding themselves feeling as though, you know, I'm stuck in this space or, you know, mistakes happened or this was not the path that I um, thought that I would be on. The, I think it's really, really helpful and impactful to really draw attention to you have a choice. Let's figure out your why, your what. Let's dive into and do some real work as we, you know, move forward. And yet you can erase and move on. Ladies, you have to go. You have to get this book. Um, You have to do the work because everybody deserves to live the life that they want and that they aspire for knowing though um, that certainly, you know, it takes work to do that. Nobody is saying, anything, nothing comes easy. Um, And so it's so, so important for us to um, find people who can support our journey, work through our journey, but also knowing that, uh, that we've got work to do ourselves. Kenyatta, I want you to share with us where we can find your book, where we can connect with you further, um, because there's real, real, real value in Mm -hmm. connecting with you. And I want to make sure that listeners have the opportunity to do so. 
Yes. Yeah, so thank you. I totally forgot. I'm like, oh, goodness, I got so got got into it. And I forgot to tell you where you can get it. So you can go on Amazon. Um, I'm mostly in all of the different platforms that sells books. So you can go to those um, platforms. So Amazon, I also have a um, audiobook. So for those who are like me, who's just always <laughs> too busy to even sit down and open a book. Yes. So I, I, I got you. So I have an audiobook as well. So you can get that like on Apple, you can go on Google, you can go on Amazon audiobook as well. And then where you can follow me, you can go on Instagram, it's Young Kenyatta. Um, and then you on Facebook is Kenyatta Young as well. And or you can follow me on Instagram on Pencil Skirt Project, all one word. So that is where you can find me and find my book as well. I love it. I love it. I I know that, you know, you are going to continue to do wonderful and great things for women um, and men, uh, you know, as yes. you did. Um, um, but, you know, I appreciate your time and sharing these gems with us today. I certainly, um, you know, have learned a few things um, as we've chatted here today. <laughs> and, and as someone who has, you know, in the last couple of years, my own, made my own career transition. And so, um, you know, really kind of um, hearing some of the um, steps and actions that I know work because I, I certainly am a testament to having had that transition. And so thank you for giving light to those and, and sharing um, the work that you have done and that you continue to do. So we certainly no, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, definitely check out um, Kenyatta on her social media, connect with her. Um, but most importantly, check out her new book, um, Light It Up, Sis, Seven Secrets for Dominating the Workplace While Living Out Your Purpose. Thank you for joining me today, Kenyatta. Thank really you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.